Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. have your Bibles, open them to the Gospel according to John. John chapter 1, we're going to begin right at the very beginning of the Gospel of John. Uh, This passage was chosen for us today by our lectionary passages as we have been going through our Advent season and now through our Christmas season with our devotional. We've been following the lectionary passages. If you're not familiar with the lectionary, it's simply a a form of reading through the Scriptures and times of preaching in the service. And so we have been reading those passages along with our brothers and sisters in Christ from many traditions and denominations all around the world. Uh, we read these same passages today. If you follow the lectionary, you're there. And it's in a three-year cycle so that every three years you would read through the Bible. And so we invite you now to turn to the Gospel according to John, beginning at verse 1. And we're going to go all the way through verse 18. If you are physically able, would you stand in reverence to the Gospel this morning as we hear it read from John chapter 1? Hear the Word of the Lord. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that All might believe through Him. He Himself was not the light, but He came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through Him. Yet the world did not know Him. He came to what was His own, and His own people did not accept Him. But to all who received Him, who believed in His name, He gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to Him and cried out, This was He whom I said, He who comes after Me ranks ahead of Me because He was before Me. From His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is only the Son who is close to the Father's heart. And He has made him know. This is the Word of God 
for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. As I uh, thought about this passage and saw that this was going to be our text for today, it, uh, it took me back. I've been your pastor. I've been the pastor of Cross Community Church of the Nazarene for 12 years. And I started as the pastor here on the first Sunday of Advent. And I decided I, that we would go through the Gospel of John bit by bit until we were all the way through it. Now, some of you might be nervous today uh, hearing that passage read that we're going to do that again. I, I want to assure you we're not. It took us a little bit over four years to go through the Gospel of John. We didn't go straight through it. You know, we, we changed things up when we got to some of the different seasons like Christmas and Easter. But I had this idea. I had this thought. I, I, at the time, I had been reading some church history books and reading about how the Bible was constructed and put together and how the Gospels were written. And, and that I realized that some churches, as I was reading, some churches in the ancient days before the Bible was put together and readily available like it is for us today, some of them might have only one Gospel. Some of them might have a letter from Paul or Peter or John. And so they would just read and they would become a student of one Gospel. That was all they had. And so I thought, if there was one Gospel that I would love for Cross Community Church to just embody, that I would love Cross Community Church just to know, to fall in love with, and to help it expand not only who Jesus is, but who we are called to be as a church, it was the Gospel of John. The beauty of John's Gospel. The multi-layers that John just seems to weave together into this beautiful tapestry that shows us who this Jesus is. And the hope that Jesus has for the church that's created out of His love and His sacrifice and His gift and His resurrection and, and the Spirit that He was going to send to us. I just wanted this Gospel to get into the very fabric of who we are as Cross Community Church. Maybe it was because John's Gospel is just a, a Gospel of joy and of love. Of this God who so loved the world. And I know we say world and we think earth, but the Greek word there was cosmos. That God so loved all that God created. That He gave His one and only Son. I love how inclusive it is. I mean, we use the word panta. That's the Greek word for all. It's a very inclusive word. And just in this passage alone, we used it in, in uh, verse 3, in verse 4, in verse 7, in verse 16. Um, it's also hinted at in things like verse 9 where John talks about this is for everyone. This is the light that enlightens all who come. I thought this... This is what our world needs. This is what our church needs. This is what we're called to embody. And so as we turn to this, I thought, hmm, do I go back into some of those things? Is there really going to be something new here today, God? I felt my eyes drawn to 
verse 14, and it feels very appropriate for today. And the Word became flesh and lived among us. I love how Eugene Peterson, in his paraphrase called The Message, says, And the Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. And I thought, maybe that's where we would talk today. Maybe that's what we would get into. And I started reading and studying about, uh, you know, the incarnation. How God became flesh. That's the fancy word for that. Incarne, carne, if you're familiar with Spanish or the, you know, some of the love languages. Carne is meat. So the word became flesh. This one who created everything became flesh. Or as my professors used to say, In the incarnation, Christ put God into flesh. Into our real lives. Moved into the neighborhood. I began to read and study some of the great uh, arguments of the early church about what this means and homoousia and homoousia and and what the two natures, divine and human, and together and all those things. Maybe this is where we were going to go. And yet, as I prayed over this passage and over this verse, what I began to see as we're in this series of God with us. Yes, God is with us. The truth and the joy of this is the Word, the One who created all that there is, that true light that enlightens everything, did put on flesh and blood and move into our world, into our neighborhood. And that should cause us joy and hope excitement for this new year because that one is still in our neighborhood but where God really began to push me is to say that this incarnation or one author I I read called it inhumanizing that God became human and humanized so that we could see his love and his hope and His joy, and His mercy, and His forgiveness, that we could see this in human form. That this verse is not just talking about the mission of redeeming and saving the world that Jesus was doing by being with us and moving into the world. But it is also the method by which God continues to move into the world and move into the world through us. You see, we are called. You are called. I am called now. to As one who has been enlightened by the light that has come into the world. As one who has received and believed in Jesus Christ. As one who has received His Holy Spirit into my life as the power source of the life I live out into the world, we are called now to move as with the Word into our neighborhoods. This isn't just about what happened a long time ago, way back in the past in Jesus, but now the Spirit moves into us. That Word becomes flesh in you and me. And we are called to move into our neighborhoods to announce that God is with us us and to show that in our world last week i challenged you i said that we're called to be a people who worship and we're called to be a people who wrestle with the difficult things in gracious and peaceful ways 
the last thing that we talked about is we are called to be witnesses. And this passage tells us this. Invites us to know that we are called to become. To have that Word in us and move out into our neighborhoods. To be like John. That this passage says, they testified to, he testified to the light so that all might believe through Him. We are called to point to the light that is in us. We are called to be ones who say, from His fullness, this is verse 16, we have received grace upon grace. We are the ones who are called to say, and the Word became flesh and lived among us, moved into our neighborhood, and we have seen His glory. The glory of a Father's only Son full of grace and truth. I know that idea of witnessing scares us because we think we have to have the Bible memorized. We think we have to understand all the theological complexities of the incarnation or the crucifixion or atonement or sanctification or justification or all the big religious words that we use. But the truth of the matter is, and the beauty of what I feel our denomination holds, is that there is room for us in evangelism, in sharing the hope that we have, to share our experience. That there is a truth and a knowledge in the experience of one who says, I have seen His glory and it is full of grace and truth. I was in the dark and now I have received and see His light. We are called to share our experience. And our experience can be the message of hope to our world. And so I wanted to take just a moment and say, if we are called to have a message... James, can you go back one slide there? If we are to be witnesses to the light of Jesus, our message must be one that is filled with hope. It is filled with hope. Our world right now could use a lot of hope. One of my favorite bands is a band called Switchfoot. They have a song called Hope is the Anthem. I have this on my desk. It's right next to where I do my studying as I look over things. And uh, Lori got this for me not too long ago. But I, I put it right in a prominent place so that I can constantly remember hope is the anthem for Christians. We should be filled with hope. Hope because God so loves the cosmos, all that He created, that He gave. We should be filled with hope because God is not done with our world. God is in the process right now. As bad as things may look, God is in the process of redeeming, of healing, of saving, of transforming this very world until one day we will stand before Him and be able to sing with all the saints and angels the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. We, of all people on the, on the earth, should be people filled with hope. Hope is our anthem. Unfortunately, brothers and sisters, sometimes I think we in the church are 
adding more to the noise of anxiety and fear than we are to hope. Maybe the greatest resolution we could make for 2021 as a church is to remember if we are to have a message pointing to the light of Jesus, our message must be one that is filled with hope. Hope is the anthem of our souls. But if we have a message that is filled with hope, it is a very particular hope. It is a hope that it is all wrapped up in Him. It is a a hope that is about Him. And that Him, of course, is Jesus. It's not a hope in, in in ourselves. It's not a hope that we'll just be better and do better and we can do all, you know, everything that we want to do. That it's not a self-help hope. It's not a hope in, in our money, in our ability to earn money. It's not a hope in any political system, any political party, or any politician. It is a hope that is founded and based in one thing. The Word of God that created everything, who put on flesh and blood and moved into the messiness of our world and showed us the love, the compassion, the mercy, the forgiveness, and the grace of God. The, the hope of Jesus who was willing to die on our behalf and to be raised again to new life. The hope that one, this Jesus has poured out His Spirit in us that we now might live for Him. That we might become that Word that moves into the neighborhood with our message of hope about Him. The light of the world who will enlighten everyone who is coming into the world. That's our hope. It's a very specific hope. We have a message of hope, but it is a hope about Him. About Jesus. And that message of hope about Him has to be more than just about heaven or hell. Now, don't get me wrong. We believe in heaven and we believe in hell in the church of the Nazarene. Here, I believe in those things. But for so often, I think that we use heaven and hell in ways that are kind of defeatist, that are not hopeful. I've seen even something as beautiful as the idea of heaven, this reality where we will be with God eternally, used in kind of this defeatist way. Oh, well, things are just terrible here. And eventually, you know, we'll just die. But thanks be to God, I'll go to... go. To be with Jesus in heaven. Now, is that true? Well, yeah, that's true. But it's supposed to be a message of hope. Sometimes we use hell as a, as a way to create a lot of anxiety and we stir that up. We talked about that in a couple messages ago. Instead of, no, this idea that right now, in this moment, in this day, in this age, we believe, and I believe it is a particular hope in the church of the Nazarene and the Wesleyan understanding, that we believe that you, that I, can experience the hope and the joy of heaven. That oneness, that closeness with God, of having all our sins forgiven, that we can move in the strength of His power. We can experience heaven right here, right now, today. That's a hopeful message. And it's a hopeful message that comes to us because of Him, because of Jesus. And it has to be more than just waiting around for heaven or trying to steal souls out of hell. 
Right now, we are called to share our experience of the light who has moved into the world. This one Jesus who put on flesh and moved into our neighborhood, filled with grace and truth. So not only do we have a a message of hope in Him that's more than just heaven or hell, but we also, it also has to be a human message. It has to be a message that comes through you and through me. Too often we take this and we make it very intellectual and we we make it very high-minded and we study theology and, and that's wonderful and I love that. I'm so energized when I get to read a good deep theology book and those kinds of things. But that is not going to help people desire to enter in to this experience. What I have found more often than not is what causes a man or a woman or a teenager or a child to give their life to Jesus is because someone has has shared their experience of hope within them. And they they have shared that that hope came to them when Jesus moved into their neighborhood and forgave themselves and, and and then began to cleanse them from the inside out. When those experiences are shared, when that human message of hope in Jesus is shared, the Holy Spirit uses that to pull that person towards Jesus and sometimes to surrender their lives to Jesus. This should be A hopeful message for you, I hope. It means you don't have to get a theology degree in order to tell someone about Jesus. You just have to know. Have you experienced hope, mercy, forgiveness, joy, the loyal love of God in Jesus? Do you find yourself, even right now, as crazy as 2020 was, and as 2021 will continue to be for a little while at least, do you somehow have hope? Do you you have a peace that no matter what happens, God is with us? And if that's true, Can you share that? Can the Word become flesh in you as you move into your neighborhood? If you've experienced those things, it's just a call to share them with those who are around you. With your friends. With your with your colleagues at work. With your student friends at school. Teenagers. If you have experienced those things, You are qualified to share the good news. To let the Word become flesh in you and move out into your neighborhood. So lastly, church, then I have to ask, and I know they've all been H's today, but are you hungry? Are you hungry to be that kind of church? where we begin, even now, to think about the experiences that we have had through Jesus Christ 
and to begin to share that message of hope. That message of hope that we've experienced. Not that I can intellectually write a thesis paper on, but that I've experienced and I I want to share that with someone out in the world. This is what we are called to do. And as we left 2020 and began to work make our way into 2021, I have felt a burden on my heart that you, brother and sister, and and me here, we are called as a church to now begin to move out and to share what we have experienced. Are you hungry to do that? Could you begin even today? What would it be like for you as, as you as we finish here in just a moment with prayer? What would it be like if you were to take a few minutes and hit the share button on the link that you're watching this on? If you were to hit the share button and then write something about the hope that you have experienced in Him that's beyond more than just heaven and hell, although those are, you know, heaven is a great thing and, and it's a good thing for people to avoid hell. If it was more than that, if you, if you could share your experience of Jesus with someone else, could you write a few sentences, and invite them to watch. And then, say, if you watch, send me some questions. Let's just chat. Let's talk. I want to let you know about my experience of hope. This is what we're called to be. This is who we are. This is why the Word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. So church, are you hungry? I hope so. Because this is where we're going. This is where we're moving. And I'm going to invite you to get on the ride of a lifetime as we take our experiences of the hope of Jesus and move out into our world. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? O great Word of God, light of the world that enlightens all things. Jesus, we come to You right now in this moment at the beginning of our year. And we pray that You would make us hungry. Hungry to share the hope that we have in You, Lord Jesus. A hope that it's not tied to a country or a nation, or to a political party, or to wealth, or to our possessions, but a hope that is tied to the timeless, unending deep love that was expressed in You. Hope that is found in forgiveness. A hope of the world restored and redeemed in Your image, Lord Jesus. Show us how to share our message of hope with the world. Teach us how to joyfully share the experience of your love 
with those around us. Whether it's on Facebook or social media, whether it's through an email, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a conversation on the sidewalk as we shovel the snow off with our neighbors. However we do it, God, make us hungry to share. Knowing that You will fill that hunger with real lives as we become Your Word of hope moving into our neighborhoods. Teach us and help us. May this be our resolution for 2021 as a church. We trust You. We share the hope we have that is only found in Jesus Christ. And I pray this in Your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So glad that You joined us today. Would You receive this final blessing this morning? And now, may You point to the light of the world with Your experience of His hope the hope that is found in Jesus. May you let that message become a human message that's wrapped up in you as you share what Jesus has done in your life and in your world. And may your hunger to share that grow with each moment that you share it, with each opportunity that you are given to share the hope that you have within you. And may you Receive joy and more hope and peace and love through Christ our Lord. I pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Go, my friends. Move into your neighborhood and may we hunger to share the hope and the experience of joy that we have in Him. Amen. Go in His name. May God bless you and keep you. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.